Well, meanwhile, could you take your Bibles and turn once again to Psalm 37? How many of you have ever been teachers? You, you've taught. I mean, you, you teach online, but I mean, you know, like a class or something. Yeah. And uh, you ever, um, you, you ever want to come down and say, you know, you, you need to hear what I'm saying, you know? Yes. Now, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I, I, do, I do admit there were times, it, it, it just, you loved it. I remember when I was, uh, you know, teaching down in Santa Maria. You know, you're, you're teaching 7th through 12th graders. And uh, boy, it gets, it gets really, uh, really interesting. And then, you know, you're, you're going along and there's scripture that you're going through and the kids are just like, you know. And then all of a sudden, a child goes, and it was like, you, you just said something that hit the big red button in their, in their heart. And it's like, wow, praise God. Now, did they always get it? No. But there's times that you, you wish, and this is, this is the times when I feel like, you know, I'm coming down here and... I, I want to have, on the one hand, I'd like to have a conversation, but on the other hand, let's get into let's get into the word. Now we could have a conversation with the folks that are here, minus my wife, because she's busy doing something else, and I'm not quite sure what's going on. And when we get home, we'll talk about that at length. Sharon lost her electricity. Oh, she did. So Jerry Lynn texted me, and I thought I look back, don't see Brad, so Peter's checking it out. It could oh, okay. Yeah, it could be yeah, just the break. Well, this, boy, I'm telling you, this boy Satan knows how to when to when to push you know button. But um, this this really, Psalm 37 has been a blessing to me. But I'm guaranteeing you, in times like these, I I fight. I I have to sit myself down like the psalmist in Psalm 42, sits himself down. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. And when I look in the mirror and I see a face going, it's like, Rogers, sit down. We need to talk, you know? And, and this, is, this is one of those times. When I, started, when I started this in times like these, I did not realize that the Sunday that we would be wrapping up, because we're only going through verse 11, the Sunday that we would be wrapping it, wrapping things up, uh, would be the second day after what has taken place in Israel. Uh, now the death toll is over 1,100, and uh, Bob and I were talking, and he has he has read sources where they're saying that the uh, the weapons, some of the weapons that they're using there are weapons that were left by the United States in Afghanistan. And that hurts to hear. That, that just really hurts. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna go any further on that, 
But I do know this, there are a lot of people that are trying to get people to think a certain way along this line, and they're not looking to Psalm 37, they're not looking to the Bible, period. Hey, O.T., good to see you, buddy. So, you know, what I'd like to do as much as possible, I'd like to convey this, first of all. Now, at the end of the service, we're going to have a time of prayer, and you'll see what I mean, where I'm, where I'm coming to. Uh, but I would really like for us, I, my, my heart yearns to speak to your heart, and I would love to hear what you have to say. The only problem is right now, this is, you know, this is what we're doing. We're broadcasting. Uh, I made a mistake of telling people, hey, if you can't make it tonight, you know, please you know, tune in. Well, you know, hey, all of a sudden, the, the lazy boy and the sofa look a whole lot more, you know, and so there, there we go. But uh, let's do this. Let's remind ourselves the scripture that we've been looking at, and then we're going to go through this and just pray and ask God seriously to speak. We're, we're, we're not a majority, but we are his children. And whatever it is that we would do, I, I, again, let me, let me mention this before I continue. See, this, this, is what, this is what really lit me up a little bit this morning. When, while he was speaking during Sunday school, I realized how many men have been called out of the Sacramento area to do work around the world. And uh, we, were, we were talking, Carrie and I were talking, you know, because he, uh, he knew the Gentries a long time ago, Marguerite's, uh, Marguerite Gentry, Tom and Marguerite. And, um, you know, the, the, the couple that we had here this morning, I mean, you know, the Carpenters, her mom you know, and, and dad, I mean, they were here. When we got here in April of 91, the Gentries were just leaving. And ultimately, or eventually, they wound up in Romania. And then they came back, and we wound up supporting them, and that was great. But then also, you know, there's Eric Chapman, who's been in Malawi and Moldova, and now even pressing into other areas, and the Lord has used him greatly. And then Adam Young, who we support, who is in Russia, and he got his start here. He was saved here not here in this church, but here in Sacramento, and then wound up doing what he should. And it's like, you know, praise God for that, what the Lord has done here. So, you know, sometimes people can kind of laugh at Sacramento, but I tell you, I look around, I praise God for the churches, the local churches in this area that are preaching God's word. And I know that I'm getting on the tail end of this, but I tell you what, if the Lord tarries, I want to see, by God's grace, this pulpit go on for the glory of God. And that's what we need to be, you know, praying for. That's part and parcel of our prayer. Amen. So anyway, let's go to Psalm 37, and then we'll pray and we will continue. Psalm 37, verse 1, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. 
Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Now, this is where we're going to begin tonight. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the encouragement, for the peace that comes through it. The recognition of your power and your help. Lord, I pray now that you would speak to us. I pray that your tool would fade into the, into the past, not the past, but Lord, just fade into the background. And Lord, may we hear you. And I pray this in our Savior's name. Amen. Amen. I have been just to let you know a little bit, I've been working on the series that I want to do out of Romans chapter one. I want to do this on Sunday morning. But I was telling my wife on my way here, you know, with the, with, uh, the series I'm doing through the book of John, which should be continuing tonight, but I wanted to get this finished. Uh, it has been great to see the Lord and his interactions I'd like to do something separately from the book of John, but it has what to do to do what the Lord is doing in the book of John with his relationships with people. So in finishing this on Sunday morning, before I get into Romans, I was thinking about preaching on things that we use or we ought to use in our relationship with people and how Jesus did when he was here on earth as recorded in the Gospels, like the book of John. So looking forward to that, you know, like forgiveness and mercy and love, etc. Were you able to get it going? No? Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So we've gotten into, we, we've gotten into this, this, right here, starting in verse five. And we ended up, we're, we're in, you know, we started asking ourselves questions or, or things, you know, asking, what do we do? We do know this, that the Lord is seeking a peculiar people, zealous of good works. And I've been reminding myself of that lately. You know, Lord, what can I do today? But then also look at the end of verse five. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And again, we read that 
that um, uh, the, the testimony or the example from uh, Spurgeon. He says, you know, he's talking about uh, a farmer. He can do so much, but he's got to trust God for the sunlight, for the rain and all that, and then for what he, God, made nature do, the creation do. The seed would blossom, et cetera, et cetera. This is what we do. We're here, we're in God's word. God's word will do its work because God said it would. We just have to trust him. And we recognize that while we sit here and we're in the word, the Holy Spirit is in us working the word in us so that we can be like that student that all of a sudden goes, oh, yeah, exactly. So trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Here's several things that we can do. Again, in times like these, what do we do? Do we get angry? I don't like reading what I'm reading, what's coming out of Israel. The more you read about it, the more angry you want to get because these people thrive on terror. What a religion. They thrive on debauchery. How in the world do you deal with people that take immorality and they thrive on it? What do you do? This is what God's people do. They do what is written right here. We recognize this. There's comfort that we can have. Rejoice that Christ is returning. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then, the, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now listen to this. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Again, Bob and I were talking earlier. You know what? You praise God for this. This is the end. Who is it? You know, it's just like Brother Carpenter said this morning. You go to the end of the book, Jesus is going to win. This is our future. It's the future of any child of God that is on earth when this takes place. But if we're not here, if we go through death's door, praise God, there is a home in heaven waiting for us. Then there will be that time when we come back and we rule and reign with the Lord a thousand years. And again, it's interesting to stop and consider. This world is going to be given the perfect ruler. There will be people that will be born on earth that have the sin nature. We will not. But there are going to be people that come through the tribulation. They will be able to bear children. This population will grow. The world will never know. I, I mean, this is going to be amazing. But even after a thousand years with a perfect ruler, there will still be people that will rebel. As long as the sin nature is around and as long as the wicked one is unbound, these things are going to happen. Sad, this is not going to be the last time we see sin like this. Praise God, we're not going to have it when we're ruling and reigning with Christ. 
I don't know what our response is going to be, you know, when we see people around. And it's like, don't you realize what you're doing? Anyway, let's remember this, that Christ is returning and God is in control. Some of you, many of you have heard this verse in 2 Thessalonians 2, 7. For the mystery of iniquity doth already, doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until be, he be taken out of the way. The Holy Spirit came in a specific way to do his work in the New Testament age. He empowers us. He seals us. He helps us in our prayers, praise God, and he holds back the work of the wicked one. And now we look around and we say, man, things are, hey, you just wait till the Holy Spirit steps out and allows it to take place. Oh, my soul. But meanwhile, meanwhile, look at verse six in Psalm 37. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noon day. Let's rejoice in this, that while the world is doing what it's doing, you and I have the Holy Spirit. You know something? We can be people who are zealous of good works, and the Lord will take that. You know, he's going to use it, and he's going to use it for his glory, and we will share in that glory. I'm not talking about sharing as in, you know, we will be like God. It's not that, but we will be rejoicing. And look what God did. I mean, oh, you know what? I forgot I was going to bring that paper out here. But in the, uh, in the latest letter that we have from Bearing Precious Seed, they've got a picture of all those police officers that in Malawi that are rejoicing, they got Bibles. And they're standing there, you know, and it's like, Praise God, that is great. They do that in America with God, sued. Yeah, seriously, that's about it. That's about it. So let's rejoice in this. The truth is, God is in control. But Lord, why are you allowing thus and so? I don't know. I do know this. He knows the end from the beginning, and he doeth all things well. My Bible tells me I will rest in that. I do know what, again, he said in verse two, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Every person, every Hamas member one day will be on their knees saying Jesus is Lord before they're cast into everlasting darkness, into everlasting hell. That is something that we can praise God for. I'm not praising God in a just, oh, I can't wait. to. It'd be great if some of them trusted Christ. Right now, I'm praying that those, some of those Israelis, that they would trust Christ. There's over a hundred of them that have been taken. Now, I've heard reports that some of them have been freed and some have actually, there's been a few that have been set free. I don't know about all of that. But when you're watching a, a, a man who has just watched a video of his wife and his two small children being taken by Hamas, let me tell you, that's rough. We need to be praying for these folks. Which brings us to this. 
Let's remember this, if you want to take a note on this. This world is temporary. Look at verse 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Okay, there's all this going on. The Lord says, I, I know, I know. Rest in me, trust me, rest in the Lord and wait patiently, wait patiently for him to work out his plan. Like we talked about this morning, you know, while we're seeing things take place and it's like, oh mercy, you know, Lord, why? There's the police officers that are taking the Bibles and they're reading them. By the way, I, you know, I, I, I was talking to uh, Brother Carpenter afterwards and I think I'd like to purchase like two to 3,000 or more John and Romans long time ago. We got them out, out in, in this area where you used to live, Mama, and, and out here. And I thought, you know, let's do it again all through here. I want to have a little thing, uh, one of those clear plastic, plastic bags where they, we, what we did before, we had the John and Romans and then we had an invitation to the church. But this time what I want to do is have a large card in there and tell them, hey, we're praying for you. Would you please read these verses? That's what we need to do. It's really hard right now to watch the seeming victories of the workers of wickedness. And we're there. We see it here. But again, nothing surprises God. I am not telling you anything that probably you don't know. But we need to remind each other of this. This is how we comfort one another. We need to remember this. Proverbs 10, 29. The way of the Lord is strength to the upright, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. Proverbs 29, 1. He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. There are people in America that have been reminded again and again and again. Be sure your sin will find you out. It's going to do just that. Job 31.3 is not destruction to the wicked and a strange punishment to the workers of iniquity. Pro, excuse me, Psalm 36.12. There are the workers of iniquity fallen. They're cast down and shall not be able to rise, able to rise. Let's remember we're on the winning side. We're on the winning side. Meanwhile, though, what do we do? And this is what we do, and this is what I was aiming for here. We need to pray. And honestly, I, I am sure you're like me, many of you, most of you, all, maybe all of you, at one time in the quietness of you and God, you, you've responded like a disciple. Lord, teach me more how to pray. Teach me more to pray. And then, of course, the Lord gives us situations that we need to pray. Um. Because I was talking to Bob earlier before the service. We've got kids. They'll never know the nation that we knew 50 years ago. They'll never know it. Never know it. Uh, I was watching a thing about California from a long time ago. Uh, 
How many of you were born in California? Okay, all right. What's that? Sadly? I love it. I mean, hey, I, 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 lived, the first, I lived the first four and a half years of my life just three blocks from uh, Muscle Beach, Venice, California. I mean, you can tell. <laughs> Had our uh, grandson yesterday, uh, Madden. Oh, that kid is nutso. He kept picking up a five pound, a couple of five pound weights that I've got. And he's going, and then he comes over, Papa, I feel my muscle. It didn't quite change a whole lot then, but he just, you know, he just, so he goes back and he works out some more. Anyway, I praise God for it, but I'll tell you what I hate seeing what I'm seeing. Can we remind ourselves about this? Romans 12, 12, continuing instant in prayer. Let's be ready to pray at a moment's notice. Let's be ready to pray. Ephesians 6, 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. God's people need prayer. The world needs prayer. I need prayer. Please pray for your preacher. It honestly, it, I, I've talked to other guys about this and such. This idea of finishing strong, it's not a walk in the park. You want to finish with testimony intact, encouraging others, and keeping yourself out of the way continuously so that people see Christ, not the instrument. But the instrument is going to be seen, so Lord, help. You see, because one day, you know, going to give an account. We're all going to give an account, but pastors are going to give an account. Colossians 4.2, continue instant in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Praise God, Lord, thank you for how you hear prayer. And so, Lord, that means that I can continue. 1 Peter 4.7, akin to that, but the end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober, serious-minded, and watch unto prayer. These days are serious. I, I, maybe somebody can help me on this, but this is what I heard say, that what has taken place right now in Israel has actually not happened since they came together again as a nation like this since 1948. I mean, they've had war and people have died, but this kind of situation where they have had this kind of infiltration, oh my, we live in sober, in sobering days. I don't know where this thing is going to go. I really don't. I, I, I'm not going to make any prediction on anything. 
I just know this. What I'm looking at, the Lord prophesied. The scripture speaks to. In some ways, yes, in generalities, but also just when you stop and you consider this specific. When those people put Christ on the cross, they said, let his blood be on us and on our children. That is exactly what has taken place. But also, can, can I interject this? There have been people in the, back, in, in the past, professing Christians, true, true Christians, really, you know, but they blamed, they blamed Israel, they blamed the Jews for Christ dying on the cross. The Father sent Christ. He died for my sin. I sent him to the cross. You sent him to the cross. If you don't believe that, you're going to die and split hell wide open. He came for you. He came for me. He came foreordained from the foundation of the world. Let's keep that in mind. When it comes to what the Jews are going through, hey, they brought it on themselves. One day they will recognize him whom they have pierced. And praise God, as a nation at that time, they'll come to him. But right now, let's watch unto prayer. So pray, pray, pray. In the prayer, <clears throat> excuse me, go to Romans 13, if you would, please. Romans 13, just keep your finger there at Psalm 37. But in Romans 13, could you please go to verse 11? Romans 13, verse 11. By the way, I want you to know something. I am still thoroughly enjoying the rebinding of my Bible. Okay, look at verse, chapter 13, look at verse 11. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Now, you ever slept in? You know, you sleep in, it's like, oh man, I wanted to get up an hour ago. When, uh, when we flew back to North Carolina, I was paranoid about sleeping in because I didn't want to miss the flight. Getting up at 2.30 in the morning is not my cup of tea. But we wanted to make sure, you know, we were there. You know, we were there. This whole time right now, and I, there, there's guys that are a lot more eloquent than I am that can, that can you know, paint this picture. But this is not the time to fall asleep. And, and, and I look around, and quite honestly, my heart is burdened for people that I, I, I fear, even in our church, that are asleep. You know, there are just, you know, I'll, I'll come to church, but there's just some things that they're more fun, you know? And that doesn't make you too popular at times when you're a pastor and you say that, but it's the truth. 
Let, let's, let's be sober. <coughs> and that knowing the time, it is now high time to wake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. So what do we do? Well, we recognize this. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. In other words, let's not waste our time frittering away, as it were, our time with things that Satan uses to woo us away from God's will. You know, we're, we, we, we shouldn't be, you know, going after the almighty dollar and wind up we sacrifice Sunday after Sunday after Sunday being here or we're rarely here because, you know, if I do this, you know, I can make a few bucks more. No, let, let's, let's not do that. Let us put on the armor of light. I've changed my I've changed my reading around a little bit so that on Sunday, on Sunday morning, I read once again and I remind myself about putting on the armor of God there out of Ephesians Sunday morning because I want to remind myself of that. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy, but again, Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Could we do this? Could we go back to Psalm 37? What I'd like to do, I'm going to make just a few comments about this. From verse 8 to verse 11, David pretty much reiterates what he has said before. But I wanted to just go through this and remind ourselves just how important these things were to David as he was learning to fret not. Look at verse 8. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do, <clears throat> to do evil. You know, there are, there are people that are professing Christians that I, I think in some ways they kind of get an idea, well, if the bad guys are doing it, we can do it too, and we're going to make sure you know, we're not going to lose this country. We're going to do this, that, whatever. This is not 1776. This is time to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. God's going to take care of it. How do I know? Verse 9. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. You know, don't you love that? Now, I, I, I like, 
I like what Adrian Rogers said. If you want to rest in the Lord, the first thing that you've got to do is you've got to fret not. You've got to delight in the Lord. You do that, you can rest. And when you rest, you can break away from this anger. Look at verse 10. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Now, I know, you know, this is what we wind up thinking. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be soon enough. It'll be soon enough. It'll be soon enough. Right now, you know, you stop and consider. What can we do for the Lord? You know, we, again, we, we heard from the carpenters this morning. Do you praise God for their ministry? You know what? You know, it's, it's great. Guy, you know, 46 years old. When did 46 sound young? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yet, you know, he's, 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 working, he's working this and praise God for the scripture that goes out. You know, it's always a joy when you see anybody doing God's work, even if the world doesn't see it, even if the majority in a local church don't see it. Things that get done for other people, situations that take place in giving the gospel, whatever it might be, encouraging each other. Um, I, have, I have absolutely loved uh, watching what God has done. And, and I'm not going to mention his name because I don't want it going over broadcast. I'll tell you after we're, after we're done. But uh, there's a fellow that was tied to our church. He's not here anymore. But almost every morning, almost every morning, he sends me a scripture with some great insight. And then he says, hey, praise God, have a blessed day. He's doing this out of going through great difficulty himself. Great difficulty. But it has been amazing to see what God has done in his life. Now, I don't know what he's doing to encourage other people, but I do know this. I love it every time early in the morning, my phone chimes and here comes that text message. And it's like, wow, you know, that is, that is so good. Understanding where the Lord's brought him from, it has been so great. So, you know what? We see what's going on. I'd rather look at what God is doing. The wicked shall not be. Thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. There's coming that time. It's gone. Look at verse 11. This is our future. Listen. But the meek shall inherit the earth. Now, what does meek mean? It means strength under control. It's not somebody who's Casper Milk Toast. It's someone who has surrendered 
the strengths and the weaknesses that they have, they've surrendered them to the Lord. That's it. You know, uh, there, was a, uh, there was a doctor that wrote a book. I remember hearing him a long time ago. How many of you remember a book entitled Diplomat to Bangladesh? Years, decades ago. Here was a guy, he wanted to be a doctor. And I mean a class, class A doctor. He worked hard. It was fascinating to read the book. His biggest goal, his biggest goal was to be appointed, oh, Johns Hopkins. Johns Hopkins. He, he wanted, I think it was Johns Hopkins. He wanted to be there. I think that was it. So he worked hard. And then at the invitation of a friend, he and his wife went to church. They went to a local independent Baptist church. And they got saved. They started studying the scriptures and they realized that it's true that this, this is it. They trusted Christ and God so changed their lives. And then God called them to missions. And I'll never forget, he told the story that the same day that they were approved to go through this mission and go to Bangladesh as missionary doctors, he got an appointment to Johns Hopkins the very same day. And he took that and he set it aside and he said, this is what I'm doing. And they went to Bangladesh, which is now Myanmar. I thought, you know, that was, that was really neat. You know, he went on and he went into the highest auspices, the highest offices in that country and did the Lord's work. They heard about him and what he was doing and it was like, man, that is fascinating. That's meekness. That's somebody who takes great talent and they're called specifically. Now, for those of you that are in the medical field here in our church, you're not called. The Lord has called you to be here to help your preacher stay alive. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know, you know, seriously, you stop and you, you consider this. You know, boy, to walk away from that, I just love that. The meek, the ones who have come under control of the Lord Jesus Christ, they're the ones that are going to inherit the earth and shall, here we go, delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Romans 5, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing between our soul and the Savior now. He took care of it. And so what do we have? In a world that's falling apart, in a world that is spiraling out of control, it seems, and it's not because God is in control, but in that kind, we can look forward to this. We have peace now, Romans 5, John 16. And then there's coming the time when sin is taken away 
and the abundance of peace will be here. I hurt for this world. I hurt for America especially because we have Bibles everywhere, not in every home, but we have Bibles everywhere. And they could know, but they don't. They let it sit, and that's sad. Christ is not in a hurry. He is at work. While he is at work, may we be found faithful in that work and let him take care of the timing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, again, thank you. Thank you for everything. For the peace that passes all understanding, for your power in controlling over this world. Lord, we pray right now. We pray for Israel. We pray for those that have been taken captive. Lord, if, if they're not going to survive it, I pray that they would have heard enough of the gospel where they could turn to you. I pray, the Lord, that you would thwart the wicked one as much as you can while still doing your will. Lord, I ask God that you would stop the, the, the onslaught. Lord, may people see your power in this. Lord, we need it. We desire it. We are here. We are under your hand. Again, do thy work. I pray in Christ's name.